Good evening, everyone, and welcome to our full moon, full moon meeting here in the library in London, this trust, and also on Zoom. We're working with the within the influence of the sign of cancer, within the full flow of spiritual energies. For the time of the full moon is at 7.37 BST this evening. And as always, the reflected light of the full moon is indicative of a free and unimpeded alignment between our planet and the sun. In the book Esoteric Astrology by Alice Bailey, we read that the sign of cancer, the sign of mass consciousness and instinctual awareness is not an easy sign to understand because it's the polar opposite of group consciousness which brings to life the values and principles of the soul through its instrument, the three threefold personality. The opposite sign to Cancer is Capricorn, and these two signs constitute the two gateways to the zodiac. Cancer into the material form and Capricorn into the spiritual life and a more universal state of consciousness. In general terms, humanity stands at the midway point with a minority heading towards group or soul consciousness and a majority emerging out of the mass conscious stage to become self-conscious individuals. The Tibetan master writes that this accounts for much of the present world difficulty and for the clash of ideologies. Consciousness is a fascinating and complex subject and has been described in scientific circles as the hard problem which contra contrasts with so-called easy problems such as explaining how the brain integrates information, categorizes and discriminates environmental stimuli or focuses attention. Such phenomena are functionally definable. When considering consciousness from the perspective of the ageless wisdom teachings rather than Western philosophy, an important point of interest is that the evolution of the material form is of secondary importance in the evolutionary process. Material forms do not appear by chance or a roll of the dice if we believe that there is order and purpose in the universe and recognize the fundamental law that energy follows thought and all is energy in varying states and relationships. Furthermore, this only makes sense when there's recognition of the law of rebirth and reincarnation, because consciousness cannot be confined to one life cycle, as the soul periodically takes form through rebirth into a physical vehicle. It's said that rebirth is in truth a magical and magnetic interplay 
between the form side of life and life itself. This interplay is consciously undertaken by the soul. At this point, let us take a few minutes of silent reflection and then sound together that ancient mantric prayer, the Gayatri. O thou who givest sustenance to the universe, from whom all things proceed, to whom all things return, unveil to us the face of the true spiritual sun, hidden by a disk of golden light, that we may know the truth and do our whole duty as we journey to thy sacred feet. The keynotes for the sign of cancer are for the personality or the form. Let isolation be the rule and yet the crowd exists. And for the soul, it's, I build a lighted house and therein dwell. At the end of the section on cancer and esoteric astrology, the Tibetan notes that the sign can carry a deep meaning to all students of esoteric philosophy. In this regard, through a long series of incarnations, each returning human consciousness attracts a suitable vehicle through the magnetic law of attraction and repulsion, repulsion until there eventually comes a time when a lighted house is in the course of construction, not only from an individual perspective, but for the group too, including the nations of the world and humanity as a whole. Questions arise such as, is the house lighted or dark and forbidding and like a prison or perhaps a mixture of both? If the house is lighted and welcoming, it will attract others to its light and warmth by the magnetic pull of the soul. We can look back through history up to the present day and see great souls, foreigners, who acted as beacons of light, avatars, sages, philosophers, writers, artists, great composers and musicians, scientists, leaders of nations, and the community of nations, the UN. Great souls have brought into being organization, groups, and institutions that radiate the light of the soul in so many ways through the well-known humanitarian groups, through countless local groups and individuals, through culture, the arts and education, 
through the world's great museums and art galleries. <coughs> These beacons of light could be thought of as building a link in consciousness between the past and present and hopefully helping to create a better future. Light is the symbol of the soul, which is a mini sun, whereas the moon, one of the rulers of cancer, is the symbol of matter. And in the book, The Rays and the Initiations, we read that the great theme of light underlies our entire planetary purpose. And the full expression of perfect light, occultly understood, is the engrossing life purpose of our planetary logos. Light is the great and obsessing enterprise in the three worlds of human evolution. Everywhere, men rate the light of the sun as essential to healthy living. Some idea of the human urge to light can be grasped if you consider the brilliance of the physically engendered light in which we live when night arrives and compare it with the mode of lighting the streets and homes of the world prior to the discovery of gas and later electricity. The light of knowledge as the reward of educational processes is the incentive behind all of our great schools of learning in every country in the world and is the goal of much of our world organization. The terminology of light controls even our computation of time. The mystery of electricity is unfolding gradually before our rapt eyes and the electrical nature of man is being slowly proven and will later demonstrate that throughout the human structure and form, man is composed primarily of light atoms and that the light in the head is no fiction or figment of wishful thinking or of a hallucinated imagination, but is definitely brought about by the junction or fusion of the light inherent in substance itself and the light of the soul. The building of a lighted house leads, leads to the expression of higher values of living and contributes to the working out of the divine plan, which is a plan of light intensification. When the individual stands within the light, and as the light shines through the form, it uplifts the spiritual atmosphere and brings forth soul qualities such as inclusiveness, understanding and compassion, leading to improved relationships in the human kingdom and more enlightened relations with the kingdoms of nature. This means that the world of the soul is brought down to earth, linking spirit and matter, which are the core two poles of the, of the same homogeneous substance and the root principle of the universe, according to H.P. Blavatsky in The Secret Doctrine. 
Light intensification reveals the next step ahead for the human kingdom, which is to fulfill its destiny as the planetary light bearer. We can't see evidence of this destiny working out through millions of individuals and groups whose inner light or soul consciousness impels them to serve and live their lives in accord with the law of sacrifice, which is said to be the governing law of the future. It's a destiny that will be realized as group consciousness unfolds. And it is the law of service that will save humanity from the perils of the separated self. Light is frequently the basis of scientific advances. For example, it was reported recently that light-activated therapy forces cancer cells to glow in the dark, thereby helping surgeons to remove more tumors than compared with existing techniques. The light of the sun, electromagnetic irradiation, sustains all life on Earth and in the solar system. Yet to put things in perspective, our local star is just one of more than 100 billion stars in the Milky Way galaxy. And scientists currently believe that there are between 100 and 200 billion galaxies in the known universe. With the James Webb telescope, expected to reveal more through improved infrared technology, as we've seen in recent days. The sheer magnitude of the visible universe brings not only a sense of wonder and awe in the mind of the reflective thinker, but also brings a sense of humility as the humanity's place in the scheme of things. Science continues to unfold some of the mysteries of the universe, <clears throat> including pioneering and unorthodox thinkers, such as Rupert Sheldrake, who posed the question, is the sun conscious? His talk recorded at the Electric Universe UK conference in 2018 is worth reading and or viewing. Here is an extract. In almost all other societies and civilizations, including medieval, medieval Europe, the sun and other heavenly bodies were thought to be alive and intelligent. Our ancestors lived in an animistic world. The earth, sun, planets and stars were living beings. As Plato put it, this world came to be in very truth, a living creature with soul and reason, a single visible living creature containing within itself all living things whose nature is of the same order. For Plato and for many philosophers after him, the sun, planets, and stars were visible gods, 
endowed with souls and intelligences. <coughs> we still call the planets by the names of ancient gods and goddesses, like Mars and Venus, and refer to our planetary home as Mother Earth or Gaia. Consciousness is certainly a big and hard question. And conventional science defines it in one definition as, and I quote, at its simplest, the sentience or awareness of internal and external existence. Despite millennia of analysis, definitions, explanations, and debates by philosophers and scientists, Consciousness remains puzzling and controversial, being at once the most familiar and also the most mysterious aspect of our lives. <coughs> Perhaps the only widely agreed notion about the topic is the intuition that consciousness exists. End of quote. However, there's a more thought-provoking dictionary definition in Webster's 1971 edition. It is awareness or perception of an inward psychological or spiritual fact, intuitively perceived knowledge of something in one's inner self. And with regard to the con continuity of consciousness after death, a vigorous debate continues around the mind-brain controversy with research on near-death experiences by Dr. Peter Fennick and others, which may show that the mind is still there after the brain is dead. Although Dr. Fennick has been criticized by some in the medical community for arguing that human consciousness can survive bodily death, However, he argues that human consciousness may be more than just a function of the brain. That was from Wikipedia. In the Aegis Wisdom Tradition, a section in Esoteric Psychology, Volume 2, is especially revealing. Evolution, as we understand it, and as it must be studied by the human intellect, is the story of the evolution of consciousness and not the story of the evolution of form. This latter evolution is implicit in the other and of secondary importance from the occult angle. Consciousness is literally the reaction of active intelligence to the pattern. Today, it's as if we were responding consciously and with an increasingly intelligent purpose to the design as laid down by the master builder upon the tracing board. As yet, we do not and cannot enter into that cosmic mind and vibrate in conscious unison with the divine idea nor grasp the plan 
as it is sensed and seen by the cosmic thinker. We have to work with the design, with the pattern and the plan, for we are only as yet in the process of being initiated into that plan. And we are not aware of the true significance of those great identifications which enabled the carpenter of Nazareth to say, I and my father are one. Turning back to the sign of cancer, we have mass consciousness and instinctual awareness leading to self-conscious and intelligence awareness in Leo and group consciousness and intuitional awareness in Aquarius. As consciousness, consciousness expands from the self to group or soul awareness, the intensity of light increases and goes beyond facts and knowledge to the light of wisdom and the light of the intuition. Thus consciousness and light are interrelated. And it's the light of the soul that is the conscious factor in all forms of life. Furthermore, meditation has been described as the science of light because it works with the substance of light and it bridges the gap in consciousness between the soul and its vehicles and later between the soul-infused personality and the spiritual triad. It therefore follows that to understand the true nature of consciousness, it is necessary for the thinker to be in touch with the soul. The whole emphasis of the evolutionary process has to do with the development of conscious and intelligence awareness of who we are and why we are here. For humanity, the mediating kingdom between the higher and lower kingdoms, there is progress from instinct to intellect and intuition over vast periods of time and cycles of life experience. The self-conscious individual who is working towards intelligent awareness can weigh up issues using the mind whilst the individual is focused on the mass consciousness is more swayed by the emotional nature, often, le often leading to confusion and bewilderment, sometimes anger and violence. When the balance of the mind is disturbed and the emotions are in turmoil, even the lower reasoning mind is absent. On a higher turn of the spiral of consciousness, there is growing evidence of group awareness and intuitive, intuitional awareness. The intuition being that faculty which is concerned with the principle of universality and an identification with all beings. At the beginning of the Aquarian age, this quality is being demonstrated through many individuals and serving groups across the planet forming our integrated group of souls known as the new group of world servers, 
active in all creative fields. Light intensification has brought rapid means of communication and networking, putting people in touch with, with each other across the world. Thus, through the electrification of communications, the mystery of electricity referred to earlier and light is unfolding and the extent, extent that man is soul conscious will determine how this technology is wisely used for good. We touched on the law of rebirth earlier and we're told that in the sign of cancer lies hid the whole problem of the law of rebirth. Reincarnation is implicit in the manifested universe and is a basic and fundamental theme underlying systemic pulsation. From an esoteric perspective, perspective the law of rebirth applies not only to human souls, but to nations, civilizations, and cultures. However, the Tibetan comments that re rebirth and reincarnation are misleading terms. And a better description is cyclic impulsion, intelligent, purposeful repetition, unconscious in-breathing and out-breathing. A cosmic process, and as such, a great mystery. The significance of the law of rebirth is confirmed in the book, The Reappearance of the Christ by Alice Bailey. And I quote, if the goal of right relations will be taught universally by the Christ, the emphasis of his teaching must be laid upon the law of rebirth. This is inevitably so, because in the recognition of this law will be found the solution of all of the problems of humanity and the answer to much of human questioning. One lifetime is merely one of a long series of soul experiences. Thus we reap what you sow sooner or later. Unfinished business must be picked up again in this life or in some future incarnation in accord with the law of karma or cause and effect. If we accept that each life brings a continuation, continuation of relationships, obligations and responsibilities that we ourselves have set in motion, then the whole picture changes and of huge significance in relation to the nations of the world is that it is group rebirth that occurs with the individual incarnation being incidental to the group experience. The laws of rebirth and karma there, therefore help us to make sense of the world from an individual and a group perspective, whilst playing our part in the cosmic process of intelligent, purposeful repetition. The challenge that confronts humanity is one of building right relationships, not only in terms of the human kingdom, but in relation to the animal, plant and mineral kingdoms. The task is to build a lighted house and not let isolation be the rule. 
we can perhaps summarize the purpose that confronts humanity as the expansion of consciousness and increased sensitivity to spiritual oppression we express through the form nature. When human consciousness reflects that which is spiritual, the material form life will be automatically adjusted. Now we'll go into our meditation in a couple of minutes. Move this. Meditation, letting in the light. We say together, the stage of group fusion, the lower interlude on distribution, gratification. Letting in the light. Keynote is a build a lighted house and therein dwell. Group fusion. We affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart center of the new group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity. I am one with my group brothers, and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. alignment. We project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet. The planetary heart, the great ashram of Sanat Kumara, 
and towards the Christ at the heart hierarchy. So extend the line of light towards Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known. Higher interlude. Hold the contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energies streaming into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. Using the creative imagination, endeavor to see the three planetary centers, Shambhala, hierarchy and humanity, gradually coming into alignment and interplay.
Meditation, Reflect of the Seed Road. I build a lighted house and therein dwell.
precipitation. Using the creative imagination, visualize the energies of light, love, and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on Earth in prepared physical plane centers through which the plan could manifest. We use a sixfold progression of divine love as a sequence of energy precipitation. Shambhala, hierarchy, the Christ, the new group of world servers, men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, the physical centers of distribution. They were interlude. We focus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram. Together sound the affirmation. In the center of all love, I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad. In my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy and streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. Consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher.
Distribution, as the great invocation is sounded, visualize the outpouring of light and love and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo. See, irradiating the consciousness of the whole, of the whole human race. from the point of light within the mind of God. Let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend from the point of love within the heart of God. Let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, 
Let the plan of love, light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Oh. Thank you everyone for your participation. The next full moon meeting is Leo, which Thursday, 11th of August, 6.30. Here in the library and on Zoom. There's also a new moon meeting on Thursday, 28th of July, six o'clock. Time of the full moon is 7.37. So one or two people may be uh, blinking up in the library for a few minutes at that time.